In this segment, we discuss the din that a Bukhar, a firstborn son, receives Pishnayim, a double portion, in the inheritance of his father. We're going to discuss the definition of Bukhar in this context, as well as the definition of Pishnayim. The din that a Bukhar receives Pishnayim is in Pashas Kiseitse, in the context of the discussion of the man who has two wives, an Ahuva and a Sinua, one who is beloved, the one who is hated. Kipshuto means one who is beloved and hated, one who is hated by the, hus- by the husband and personally. Chazal don't accept that. Chazal say, Does Hashem have such preferences? It means, Ahuva means one whose marriage is beloved by Hashem, meaning that it is a permitted marriage. And Sinua means one whose marriage is prohibited. The man married a woman who is Asura to him. As we'll see, that's relevant to the halachas of Bukhar, as we'll see present. So the Pasuk says, The man, when he bequeaths his, his inheritance to his sons, everything he has, He's not allowed to make the son of the Ahuva into the Bukhar, to give him the, the preference of a Bukhar. Instead of to replace the son of the Snua, who's actually the Bukhar, rather, he must recognize and acknowledge the actual Bukhar, even if he's the Ben Pishnayim, to give him a double portion, a double portion of everything that is found with him. We'll discuss presently what that phrase means. Rashi says, Pishnayim is a share equal to two of his brothers. We'll see the Gemara has a discussion about what Pishnayim means, but that's the conclusion of the Gemara. B'chol asher yimatzelo, Rashi says, Mikan she'ena b'char notel pishnayim b'roi lovo l'achar misasav k'v'muchsuk. B'chol asher yimatzelo, it has to be found, it has to be in the possession of the father. That means that a b'char is only entitled to his special privilege of pishnayim in muchsuk, in assets that are already in possession of the father at the time of his death, as opposed to assets that are not in the father's possession, but become part of the estate at a later date. There, a b'char does not get pishnayim, those assets are divided equally, that's the din of Roi. They're divided equally among the sons, and the Bukhar has no special, no special right to them. That's a crucial halacha and the crucial limitation on the on the din of Bukhar. We'll discuss it in more detail in the next two segments. Ramban says, Lo What does that mean? Lo He can't. So he brings Onkelis. Onkelis says, Lesley Rishu. He's not allowed to. He has no permission to do that. The Ramban says, It's an azhara. It's a prohibition not to do this. He brings other examples where the Torah says, Lo sucha lechel b'sharecha, lo sucha lesesalecha ish nachri. Onkelos always translates, Les lach rishu, you have no permission. He means, don't allow yourself, don't give your soul, yourself, the possibility of doing such a thing. Vumaflik bazara. It's an emphatic way of expressing the prohibition. V'chein, this is a mitzvah's lo But similarly, the Ramban says, we go on with the psukim, when the Pasuk then says, what should you do? Ki esabachar ben hasnua yakir loses lo pishnayim. You have to recognize and acknowledge the actual Bukhar and give him Pishnayim. Mitzvah say That's a positive commandment to give the Bukhar Pishnayim. How do you, how do you violate this mitzvah? If someone is mashves ha-Bukhar le'echa he tries to treat the Bukhar equally, over below saseh va'aseh, even though ein dvarav kem it doesn't work. The Bukhar gets Pishnayim anyway. But if you try to do it, you violate this saseh and lo by trying. V'kol shekein im l'ratzilo Bukhar, if you decline to inform people that this is the Bukhar, the time shu pashut, and you and you claim that he's not the Bukhar, that he's a pashut, the and he gives him the nachla, he tries to give him the nachla only 
as one of his sons, he gets away with it even, knowing that he's actually the Bechar, he violates these two mitzvahs, that's the Rambach. On page 18, we have a mission in Baba Bastra, the Mishnah says, both sons and daughters can inherit, a son, as we discussed in the previous segment, has precedence over a daughter, but where there's no son, the daughter inherits, and her halachas are like the son. The Mishnah says, Ella, the, the meaning of Ella is not entirely clear, but the Mishnah says, an important limitation on Bukhar, on Pishnayim, Shabben notel Pishnayim b'nichsehav, ben notel Pishnayim b'nichsehayim. The din of Pishnayim is only, as in the case of the Pasuk, Sukim in the estate of the father, he does not get Pishnayim in the estate of the mother of his mother. Son is Yerush's mother, as we had in the previous segment, in the first mission of the parak, but he does not get Pishnayim. What's the definition of Pishnayim? So on the bottom of the Samud, of, at the bottom of page 18, the Gemara brings a Brisa, Tan Rabbana and Lassus Lo Pishnayim. What does Pishnayim mean? Pishnayim Ke'echad. Twice as much as one of the brothers, any one of the brothers. As we'll see, if there are five brothers and one is a Bechar, you divide the estate into six parts, Bechar gets two, other four brothers get one each. Is that really the Pshat Rashi said on, the, on Chumash? Is that really the Pshat? The Gemara says, That's what you say it means. Maybe he simply gets two-thirds. Divide the Mechassim into three parts. Give him two. And give everyone else one. The Dinu. The Gemara says we can, we can argue that uh, we can argue that the first way, that it makes more sense to give him only twice as much as one brother. Not, tw- not twice as much as all the brothers collectively. Why? Because Chelko HaMechad V'chelko HaMechamisha. Let's, let's make an analogy between the case where he's only splitting the estate with one other brother, one Bukhar and one Pashit, and a case where he's splitting it with five other brothers, with, 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 with five other brothers. Just like when there's two brothers, obviously, whichever way you make the calculation, he'll get two, two, two thirds and the other brother will get one. That's twice as much as one brother. So, even when he divides with five others, the analogy should be he only gets twice as much as any other single brother. That's not very compelling, the Gemara says. Obviously, we can make the analogy differently. When it's Chalko Mechad, you can look at it that he's getting two-thirds of the whole estate. So again, the, the fact that when there's two brothers, it's clear, that doesn't tell you what the theory is, and, and that doesn't tell you what to do when there are five brothers. So, five brothers plus him, two, two brothers including him, six brothers including him, so, so the... So, one other brother, five other brothers. So what do you do? How do we know which way it is? Talmud Lomar, the Gemara, the Gemara is, V'haya b'yom anchilo esbana, v'atara ribsa nachle etzalachin, b'yom anchilo, we go on, but the Brisa says, b'yom anchilo esbana, that the Torah is, that the whole thing is kray yisera, we're already going to say, b'char b'nas nua yakir, what's the point of that first pasuk of b'yom anchilo esbana, ribsa nachla, the Rashbam explains, that the... That, that the Torah is telling you that, 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 that the Torah is giving extra, extra nachla, larger nachla to the brothers, according to how many there are. They get more, and he only gets his, his share of Pishnayim, not Pishnayim of the whole thing. And the more brothers there are, the more they get collectively, and the less he gets. So it's a drasha that Pishnayim means twice as much as one brother, not twice as much as all the brothers collectively. The dinim of Bechar and Pishnayim are in Shulchan Aruch, Reshai and Zayin, and Chashem Mishpat, page 20 of the booklet. So the Shulchan Aruch begins, HaBakar Nautil Pishnayim B'Nichse Aviv, not Imo as we said, but Aviv, he gets two-thirds, Ketzad, Hiniach HaMishabanim, a man leaves five sons, Echad Meham Bakar, HaBakar Nautil Shlish HaMaman, Bechal Echad Meham Arba, Pshutim, Nautil Shtus. So there are 
a person has five sons, one is a Bukhar, you divide the, you divide the assets into six parts, the Bukhar gets two, two six, which is one third, and the rest of them get one six each. So he gets twice as much as any individual one of them. Does the arithmetic for you in another example, he banim, nine sons, again, one is a Bukhar, now you divide the, the assets into ten parts, if there are n sons, you divide it into n plus one, Bukhar gets two of them, when there are nine sons, that works out to a fifth, the other eight all get no series, they get 10% each. This is the simple procedure, no matter how many brothers there are. Bukhar is entitled to get his two chalakim together, contiguously, on, with one, on one border, not two separate, uh, not, not two uh, discrete, unjoined parcels of land. On page 21, we have Sivzayin. Yotzei Dofen, Baba a baby born by a Caesarean section and the next son. So if the oldest son in the family is, is a Caesarean birth and the next one is a regular birth, neither is a Bechar. Shnei Amenam Bechorim, Harishan Fishla Nolad, he didn't, he wasn't birthed in the normal way, Benemar, the Yoldulovanim, the Torah says a Bechar is when the mother gives birth in the normal way. That's not considered a birth in this context. The Shani is the first one born normally. Doesn't matter. He's not the first one born at all. So he's not a Bukhar. Because Alistair, this may not have been so relevant. It was a bit more of an exotic din. Women didn't really survive cesarean sections. There's some evidence that maybe Chazal did know how to, women could live, but in general, they didn't have the modern technology we have. Today, cesarean sections are quite common. They can be uh, 20%, 30% of uh, births in some, in, in, some, in some populations. So the Bukhar who was born by a cesarean section is not considered a Bukhar. Sivches, Bukhar l'anachle huanolad l'avrishon, Bechar is defined by firstborn to the father. Shnerik you racious. Oh no, that means the first of the father's issue. Mother is not relevant. Even if the mother had many children before this, before him, he's the first one to his father. He's considered a Bechar for Nachlan and gets Pishnayim. A man, had, a man, a non-Jew, had children while he was still a guy. He converted, he became Jewish. So the, he, he has no Bukhar. His old ones don't count as the Bukhar. His new ones are not his firstborn sons. He has no Bukhar at all. Avil Yisrael, Shaila ben Meashivcha, Meagaya. If you have a Yisrael, not a Ger, he had a son from a non-Jewish woman, from a Shivcha Kananis, or from a non-Jew. That person is not his son. When a guy has a son from a Gaya, that's his son. Not Jewish, but that's his son. So the next one is not a Bukhar. But if the Yisrael has a son from a Gaya, then Hoel Enokari Beno, that child is not called his son. Habalo Achra Israelis, his first son from a Jewish woman, Bechar Lanachla, is considered Bechar Lanachla, but no Tolpishnai. Sif Yud, Haya Bechar Mamzer, if a Bechar is a Mamzer, is born from a illicit union, no Tolpishnai. Nevertheless, is considered a Bechar and gets Pishnaim. Shanemar, this is what we alluded to earlier, Kiyas HaBechar Ben Hasnua Yakir, you must acknowledge the Bechar of the Snua, and Chazal say, uh, it means one whose marriage is hated, hated by a Kodesh Baruch Hu, because it's, it's Asher, Alpi, his Torah. Even if it's, uh, even if it's, uh, an Asuan that makes Mamzeri, certainly this is true in Maya ben Grusha, ben Chalutza, if he's just, uh, the, a Grusha to a, to a Kohen or to a Chalutza, which is only Chayve Lavin, it's not Mamzeri, it doesn't create a Mamzeri, it creates Chalolos, but not Mamzeri, certainly he retains the privileges of Bukhar, despite the fact that he, that his marriage was Asher. Uh, in Sif Tezvav, on page 22, Mishael Shnei Banim, 
a man has two sons, Bechar Pashut, one is a Bechar and one is a Pat, not, not a Bechar, a Pashut, a regular child, both those sons predeceased the father, and they left children, so the grandfather's alive, the grandchildren are alive, but the children, the sons are dead. Let's say the Bechar left one daughter, and the Pashut left a son. As we discussed in the previous segment, we don't look at son and daughter, normally a son has precedence over a daughter, but here, they're not the Yarshim per se. They're inheriting their parents' stake, and the parents were both sons, so they both inherit, even though one's a daughter. And not only that, the son of the Pashut gets a third, because that was his father's share. His father, had he been alive, would have gotten a third. The Bukhar would have gotten two-thirds, Pishnayim, and the Pashut would have gotten one-third. So the son of the Pashut receives his father's share, which is one-third. Ubasa Bukhar, the daughter of the Bukhar, Yeresh Eshnei she gets two-thirds, Shuchelik because that was her father's share in the estate of her grandfather.